Ooh. I like oh, shit, bro. I will bring there's like some boards and shit up. Just um, write come on that board. <laughs> I can't because it's only I think it's virtual. No, I, yeah, it's virtual. Although now it's just gonna say come when <laughs> it comes back. Okay. I can't. I oh. farted and it smells like a fucking dog died. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's it good, does good, not good, good. even smell a bit good. I hate Tom Zank so fucking much. I hate him he's so much. He's boring. Well, he's just like a guy who's like, why don't uh, I make it? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can explain it. In it's, already record, it's already recording. Uh, you're recording onto your nice microphone as well, right? I'm, I'm not recording into my microphone. I can record here. On my, at, give me permission to record, Dylan, so we have double. We hello, have backup, hello. Backup. No, I mean, I can, no, I mean, I'm recording it. I just mean you're using your, um, yeah, 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 your, your mic my, input, my, right? Yeah, let me double check. <laughs> microphone is H6. Good. All right, Dylan, let's start. I mean, we're just going to start. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestler Review. This is a Cotton Guantanamo Bay edition, as you can see by our setup. Nice. Hey, what's up, everybody? Dylan and I have both been discovered as... Turns out we were both writing Q-drops this whole time, and we just didn't talk to each other about it. Did you ever hear about that guy who um, made the crossword, and then the authorities in, like, 1943... The army were like, why did you make this crossword? What do you know? And he was like, what? And it was because he had all the code words for D-Day in it without knowing. And it was just like some guy <laughs> in Oregon. Terrifying. Uh, I just, uh, the when they uh, made the TV show The West Wing, Ooh. Aaron and the, uh, it's either The West Wing or The American President. Aaron Sorkin just guessed how the White House was laid out, and he got it 100%. <laughs> and the Secret Service was like, you're changing that. And he was like, uh, should you guys change it? If I could, I, a crackhead from Connecticut, the rarest of crackheads, could guess this. Shouldn't you be concerned? And they're like, no, we're the government. You change it. Fuck you. And Aaron Sorkin does crack? Aaron Sorkin was like a crack throughout all the West Wing, big on crack. Really? Yeah, which ma- explains why he hired. He had twenty writers for that show, and he wrote every episode. Like he would just show up and be like, <laughs> uh, "You put your name on it. I gotta go." <laughs> oh yeah, he just yeah. grab a guy by the collar, and then the fucking president. Here's what he fucking does. I'll tell you this: he yeah, fucking yeah. flies his own cocksucking plane. You little fuck. <laughs> yeah, guess what happens in this episode? You give me eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you this: crack is getting a bad rap because i always think of a crackhead as like a poor person smoking and they're really ashy but in reality it's like charlie sheen award-winning actor crackhead dylan you make a great point with the 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 perception that's been proposed Mm. is that you know crack crack is we just see like a poor black person ravaged by crack what exactly that's what television is it's the drug of the globalist you know, I, oh, <laughs> oh, there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get on. This is our first time uh, filming this for Patreon. I'll do something better with this background eventually. But, um, I'm, oh, wait, I'm or will at I? You. Yeah, uh, Dylan and I are both QAnon. We've also moved to Austin, Texas mm. together. Dylan has abandoned his family, and I've gotten back together with my wife. Not my original wife, my new first wife. Her name is is Agatha, and she has opinions about the government. And so we should all be uh, so lucky. 
Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Lib Review. First topic, biggest Lib cuck, Tom yeah. Zink. Dylan, I'm glad that we have a visual element for this show so the uh, cum monkeys can see how truly disinterested I am. Hey, let me say this about Tom Zink. I'm glad that he's dead, and I wish he died sooner. And I wish I was there to watch him die. I wish I could say this sentence. I'll never forget the first time I saw a dead body. It was Tom Zink. He said, can you help me? And I said, no. And then he died, and I was fine. <laughs> I like that Tom Zink was like, I don't even care about wrestling anymore. I had fun. It was great. I fucked everybody. I fucked all these he girls. Did oh, he did not he have fun. Have, he did not have fun. He did not fuck any girls. I don't like how you're <laughs> sipping that coffee. I don't like how you're sipping that coffee at all. Oh, what the is, prep that I do, the, the hot coffee prep. Yeah, what is that? What are you doing? You're like a... No, I, I'm careful so I don't spill on Because if I just go and like start drinking this, it's going on my shirt. Is like, that true? Is, oh, 100%. I'm a clumsy man. I, I am the same way in that I have these cups specifically because they do not spill on my shirt. And like just a traditional coffee cup, it, mm. it looks like I just got sprayed by a bunch of diarrhea. And everyone knows when you go to that kind of party, no shirts. <laughs> if my mother would have actually cared about me, she would have never weaned me off the sippy cup. Just put a different <laughs> stuff in there. I completely agree. You cannot. Also, if I pour coffee out of a pot into a cup. It's going all over the counter. It's going all over the counter and everywhere. And and then my wife is (laughs) like, well, how how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't understand how you do it the other way. So (laughs) I feel the exact. Here's the thing. And I'm going to stand by this. All men should have just one sippy cup with their name on it. And that's their conveyance for life. And that should be our like women can handle open top cups. Man, we're too busy just thinking about fucking ruling the world and making that sweet extra 35. Yeah, I'll say this. If you're a, one of the three women <laughs> do th- this close, if you're one of the three women that listens to this and you are dating a man that's not messy, he's got real problems. All right? <laughs> yeah. If he's not right messy, now. then he's fucking he's fucking yeah. he's fucking your sister. Or Hello, your dad. girlfriend. Hello, understanding girlfriends who are allowing this to be played in the car. Oh briefly. God. <laughs> I could never trust my wife that much. If you're in a relationship where you can play a wrestling podcast to them out loud, just hold on for dear life. As a man who's getting divorced, here's how I knew the divorce was going to happen. She turned to me and went, why don't we listen to your podcast? And I went, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, never. Never. I am not even a friend or a sexual beating. I am just another human, and that's it. Um, But we're talking about someone... (laughs) We're talking about someone else that I assume went through many divorces. That's right. It's Tom no, Zink. none. Never married, no kids. One of his quotes. He has two quotes on IMDb. Uh, I forget what the first one was, but we can easily <laughs> look that up because the second one is burned in my mind. And the Go second ahead. quote on that Tom Zink has on IMDb mm-hmm. is "Stay single," which means I did oh. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom's yeah, stay single. Just remember when the cops try to accuse you things of you that you did not do because the laws were different in that state. If you have no wife or kids, they can't leverage against you. <laughs> uh, the Z-Man's guilty of crimes that he didn't even have words for yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ow, ow, Z-Man. Let's just put it. Let's just put it this way: the old Z-Man's favorite riding buddy was Mean Gene Okerlund. We used to drive through the open plains of Arizona, just sipping. Cranberry juice from the skulls of kids. You've never lived <laughs> until you've eaten French fries that you're keeping in baby's shoes. Tom Zink. Tom Zink is one of the sons of Sam. What? Oh, yeah, that Netflix documentary. Fuck it. I you can make like a documentary about like anything. It. Was there only like one it. Jaws? That was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> was it a movie? No, there were five Netflix. Jaws. Actually, I, 
the son of Sam. Uh, by the way, I, I you can all tell that I don't care about Tom Zink because I don't want to talk about him. Um, the let me just say this about we've officially jumped the shark in terms of true crime documentaries. This documentary is it's mm. six episodes about a, a, a an alcoholic who worked for IBM when they were like David Berkowitz did the son of Sam killings and he's like I don't think they did. I think it was this guy that was in my homeroom in high school. And Netflix was like, can you tell that story for over six hours? Like, I don't think so. And they're like, that means yes, where we come from, baby. Know what There's one the world needs reminders of negative things that have already happened. I don't know. The one that's like seven parts long about the guy who rigged McDonald's Monopoly is like, and they try to it's be phenomenal. like, he's it's a phenomenal. piece of shit. It's like, who gives I'm a dick's that, ass? I was, on, I was on that guy's side from the beginning, and that one is the best because you get to see the FBI agents they don't put in charge of serious crimes. Because like every other <laughs> crime. <laughs> the, guy, the, the kind of FBI agents who have a particular cocktail they like? <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just I like, call it a know, Hawaiian punch. That is just vodka that you rubbed a pineapple in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, how about you give me the old stapler? What's that? It's where I drink whiskey and just staple staples into my chest and then pick them out with my teeth. <laughs> no drinking. Yeah, my wife does not return my phone calls. And let me tell you who would be happy to hear that sort of sentence. I That's right. It is. Oh, I just had his day uh, where he was from. Golden Valley, Minnesota's own yes. Tom Zink. Here's what I was saying before. This man just says he's not a wrestler, but he died in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. That's a wrestler, baby. If you want, if you, you die, if you've ever been to Robbinsdale, Minnesota, congratulations. Yeah. You worked for WCW in 1992. Even yeah. if you're 25 years old and weren't born in 1992, you yeah, worked you there. You still get an 18 cent royalty payment from the WWE Network. <laughs> this is from when I lost to Big Josh. Yeah, the yeah, the cum that created you stained the mat of an Atlanta TV studio. That's Robbinsdale, <laughs> Minnesota. But Tom Zink, the man's man himself, that couldn't be a bigger jug of water, John. You want to know why I have this jug of water, Dylan? Your wife. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So for those of you listening to this, John has one of those jugs of water where it encourages you, but like they run out of encouraging things to say halfway through because it's like good morning. You're no, drinking water. And then the third one is like, still drink now. <laughs> My favorite one is this one. Um, okay, good morning. Hydrate yourself. Remember your goal. Keep chugging. Feeling awesome. Don't give up. Almost finished. Because it <laughs> seems like... Because it goes like, you're doing They tried it. way it's harder on yours. Job. They tried way harder yeah. on yours than Alexis's because hers is like... One of them is just keep drinking. Just <laughs> yeah. like, keep. Some guy was like, I'm tired of writing this keep drinking yeah they made her bottle for, uh 4.59 on a friday just like i don't know eat yeah. my ass how about can one of them say shit yeah yeah can one of them say don't piss yet how about one of them is just the location of where tom zink's body is buried and uh, <laughs> his gravestone reads rick martell did it by the way most oh, yeah. of tom zink's career is mostly just leaned up against a wall going and let me tell you another thing Richard Martell did to me. He made me sleep with two women in Scottsdale, Arizona eight months ago. And guess who now has chlamydia? Tommy Zed. This is my favorite thing about him. As you said, Golden Valley, Minnesota. Um, he went to school with Brady Boone, Barry Darso, Kurt Hennig, Nikita Koloff, and Rick Rude. This guy had the easiest... He is 
he Easiest is the way in best wrestling. of the Minnesota wrestling crew. Like it's like everyone is just like they're great, they're great. I don't know, and man. Brady Boone. Fucking, yeah, I don't know who Brady Boone is. I assume Brady Boone was Battle Cat. Oh my god, I forgot about Battle Cat completely. Yeah, yeah. he was. Okay. He died in 1994. He was Battle Cat. He was also Lynx, and then he was Fire Cat as well. So there's like, ooh, it's weird that Barry Darso isn't the one where you're like, oh, that that guy's. He's like the the intercontinental champion of this crew yeah no barry darso actually killed brady boone and thompson because he was like <laughs> brady boone. shut up you're dead i'm the biggest loser here how funny would it be barry darso was battle cat i can fucking fly through time fat ass yeah. fuck you <laughs> hey someone put some little Suck. rocks in the box battle cat's got a shit <laughs> <laughs> part of my character is that i shit that's why he wasn't battle cat is because he insisted on having a litter box Cats got Miss shit. That, that's a real good idea. Now, which one of them sexy <laughs> bitches in the locker room is going to carry my shit box? I really wish that he wasn't. He saw ECW, and the only thing he took from it is like adult wrestling. People should shit and piss. <laughs> I want to be piss cook. Ah, Mr. Darso, welcome to the ECW arena. All right, Paul, where do I shit? <laughs> Mr. Darso, we actually aren't having anyone shit. Well, then you'll see me in hell. You can keep my check. I'll, it's m- worth my time to come here and tell you that you have no future and you will eventually <laughs> be fired from writing raw because Vince McMahon secretly is anti-Semitic. Oh, that seems very specific. Yeah. You guess what? When you call enough people fat, that actually unlocks your ability to see the future. <laughs> I have called 811 million people fat. I am immortal. It's weird. It's actually the cure to everything. <laughs> well, that was the, if Barry Darso, could oh no sorry we're you're talking about anti semitic I think it's pretty openly anti semitic just because I don't think we talked about this on the microtunda episode but IRS last one shyster throw it in there boom we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, yeah, this yeah. on a uh, episode that I forgot to record with Archie Zuber about microtunda but Good. just just shyster just throw it in yeah. there yeah, Erwin R <laughs> I don't like them. Um, it's where because my uh, Ahmed Johnson, the original drawings for mm. Ahmed Johnson's Uh-oh. character, just had him. Uh, no, his John, valet no. was a porch. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't agree with that. That's what Vince McMahon did. <laughs> I didn't do that. I don't want that. Just to be fair, that is I, what Vince McMahon did, and it's not a joke. Yeah, that is not That's a, a joke. real thing. That was Vince a real McMahon, thing. How about you sue us, bitch? Um, so who are how are the so, who are the three ways to get into wrestling in the eighties? Number one, bodybuilder. Be, number two, number, be from Minnesota. Strip. Number three, strip club bouncer. And if you got all three, guess oh, what? You get to be yeah. you get to be Rick Rude. Even now, you get to put on the robe, you get to put on the mustache, and you get to go to whatever city you want, call someone sweat hogs, and then immediately have a heart attack. <laughs> well, this is my favorite thing. You got introduced to wrestling by Wood Warrior Animal, who he met at a bodybuilding contest. Man, for can I just say this about the, uh, the, one of the byproducts of this uh, of this program is that I've learned that Road Warrior Animal is one of the chattiest people at the gym. Like Road Warrior That's Animal so at funny, a gym yeah. is is irritating because you're just sitting there, you're doing your benchies, you're doing your buys and your tries. You know, what I mean? maybe it's leg day, and then just a guy with a mohawk and hair. Like shaved on the side. Hey, my name's Joe. My brother's an annoying fuck and doesn't understand anything. You want to come do what we do? 
uh, no, my name's Tom. I'm going to be a very irritating electrician. I think you got a future, pal. I don't know what Road Warrior animal sounds like. No. What wasn't? Uh, there was well, and then that's uh, hard. Hey, I can do a. Hey, you got it. You got yes, bench right. press. Can I okay. uh, touch okay, your yeah, bench? Yeah. Well, Tom, I yeah. think you should kill Rick Martel. <laughs> you know, you're right about this crack thing. Because think about this. Road Warrior Hawk, one of the bigger wrestlers of the 80s and 90s, also a crackhead. Maybe it's just something you smoke that makes you um, have the entrepreneur's mindset. I was talking to someone about crack recently. And by recently, mm. I mean many years ago. Because a friend of mine smoked a bunch of crack. And I was like, I've never tried crack. And he said, as someone who's tried crack, you should not do crack. Because I know what kind of feelings you like and it's literally what you're looking for and i was like very good that I sounds great crack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think we should start a patreon account for crack separate one if you if someone uh, uh pledges a thousand dollars a month for one year i will smoke crack on camera <laughs> <laughs> also who are we comedians in the 90s and early 2000s talk about crack this long good for us yeah we're bringing it back baby new de- new decade new topics of com say goodbye to come monkeys say hello to the crack monkeys <laughs> okay <laughs> they are could- smaller in number and they are not tweeting at you they are coming to your house to ask if they can stay there for a bit because things with their girlfriend is heavy yeah we got uh, patreon non-existent anymore that's yeah. they don't have money for that anymore they just we listen. got we got it we got a different type of patreon you individually show up at one of our houses and just give us some <laughs> of the money we're asking for <laughs> money oh, we for are the crack, crack monkeys cookies. by the way i don't know if you guys understood that dylan and i will be taking the crack i do have a faith enough it would be fun to see how long two drug dealers could do a podcast about what drugs they have and then see when the cops <laughs> catch them hey this week we have a bunch of crack even cops wouldn't listen to a wrestling podcast <laughs> yeah do you, want to, do you want to know the greatest how arduous hide, it would be if you want to hide your drugs anywhere just hide them inside a wrestling podcast that involves comedians and not actual wrestlers or <laughs> actually it's interesting. They had to stop Bill Goldberg's podcast because it was secretly smuggling billions of dollars worth of uh, crack cocaine. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to make a joke that there no one listened. Never to mind. I, if I would put a hundred million dollars on anything, it would be that if Bill Goldberg started a podcast, it would just be about cryptocurrency. He and did. Would, he <laughs> did. He did have a podcast. He had a podcast for a year. Did he interview race wrestlers? No. He interviewed guys that restored cars. Whoa, I like that. I like the how retired Bill Goldberg is. <laughs> Honestly, Tom Zink trying to trying to get this back on track. Tom Good Zink luck, is man. sort of like Bill Goldberg and how easy he had it. It's just he wanted the Goldberg push and they wouldn't give it to him because No, because he's annoying. Here's he the is. thing. Every like every story of Tom Zink, it's always like this is how every shoot interview that involves someone else talking about Tom Zink starts. Listen, I like Tom, but like it's just like they got to preface it where it's like yeah. this fucking guy. Like, fuck him. Yeah, well, because he starts out. So he starts out in 84. He actually wins the um, Wrestling Observer Rookie of the Year, tying with Jushin Thunder Liger, baby. Which is so crazy. That's like it's crazy. If, that's like if Richard Pryor was in a comedy competition in the 50s and tied with Shecky Bingtongton. Well, it's crazy because Tom Zink, clearly a really athletic dude who gets wrestling and then just doesn't ever progress because he doesn't really like it. Because he's, he's like, an asshole. No, he's an yeah. asshole and he doesn't understand. And like, so, okay, the, the main bone of contention for his entire life 
was his relationship with uh, the model Rick Martel. Yeah, that they, happens in the first two years in wrestling. Literally, in the second year of wrestling, he's put into the Can-Am connection in the WWF, and then this happens. The 80s, like the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I'm sure the 2000s, actually, every decade has like eight jobs that if you end up in those jobs in that decade, you just get a crazy good career for 10 years. Like, like comedian in the 80s, wrestler in the 80s, like you literally just did it for a month and they were like do you want like 90 grand and they were and you're like what and he's like yeah this is like one of those easy jobs like sort <laughs> of like like sort of like in the 2010s like if you just had an idea for an idea that could sound like it's an app but it isn't they were like yeah great do it no, go for you it I mean? no yeah we work we just make offices but there's wood and aluminum in it give this man a billion dollars like it's just that sort of thing yeah, the WeWork thing is insane. Where it's like, how about this? How about people sit down in uh, like it's a, like a library, but not a library. Someone suck that man's dick. Someone <laughs> suck that man's dick right now. Suck him off now. Yeah, someone someone better be glistening from that man's cum, or I'm gonna punch them. <laughs> so he they go into the Can-Am Connection, and the Can-Am Connection is really supposed to win the World Tag Team Titles. They're with Rick Martel. Uh, sorry, Tom Zink is and Tom More Zink. Like- Dick Martel Dylan. Yeah. Did you like that? I did. We just did an episode about Ricky Rick. And the thing is, he's a, he's a great man. Tom Zink goes, Why didn't I, why don't I make as much as that guy? No, and then someone no, was like, He's no, been wrestling no. for like 15 years and he's actually a draw. And Tom Zink was like, But I'm fucking, look at my dick. It's so much better than that. Is that he, so there was that whole thing that we talked about of they negotiated differently, all that sort of stuff. Tom Zink is this is why I actually hate Tom Zink is Tom Zink is the worst type of bitter person, which is he has the information. He just doesn't understand what he's been told. And because he's stupid, he's confused by it. Vince McMahon came in to Montreal, which I didn't realize this was Rick Martel was one of the owners of that territory. Mm-hmm. So when he bought it out, Rick Martel's contract to go to the WWF was negotiated throughout that process. So it was like, hey, Vince, you can get our TV time, you da, 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 but I get X amount of it to be in the contract. Da, 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 da. We know that. All right, right? Tom Zink was like, I was pissed off because I was only offered the downside guarantee contract that everyone else was offered. And he goes, I was only, they gave me downside guarantee of 50 bucks. I wanted to go to Japan um, because Giant Baba said, you guys won't need to worry about anything for five years. And Rick Martel was like, no, I'm not doing that because... I we were put together as a tag team in the WWF. They're paying us. We can't just break the contract. And he's like, no, you screwed me. And not understanding, it's like, yeah, of course, Rick Martel was like, I'm not going to work for Giant Baba. I've already got a signed contract with this guy, as you do. And that was the beginning of their problems, <laughs> which is Tom Zink doesn't know what contracts are. Well, also, it's like very much Rick Martel. Uh, no, I'm married and I live in Montreal. I'm not going to go to Japan. And then Tom Zink be like, no, but what about fucking? What about Japan and fucking? But I want to go to Japan because I don't I don't know how to read. Yep, Rick, yep. I don't know how to read. <laughs> if you stay single, you tell your secrets to your pillow and your pillow can't know what you yeah. said. You just have your secrets. Rick, I understand that you want to go to Montreal with your wife, but why don't you meet my wife? My wife is my pillow, and she doesn't tell any of my secrets or that I fuck her. <laughs> but the only reason you get Strike Force is because Tom Zink is 
very bad at business. Like he mm-hmm. left, he left before he left before WrestleMania three, and he's like, it's not like the WWF. You no, he didn't. To... No, he was at, he was at WrestleMania three. Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were yeah. the opening bout of WrestleMania make, three. If you make a mistake like that again, and I'm absolutely serious, mm-hmm. I will sue you. <laughs> but you see, you you just perform in front of ninety thousand people, and then you're literally like, I don't think this, this is place is going anywhere. Yeah, Tom Zink literally looks around because I guarantee it's like, yeah, because of my contract, I got to cut of this door. <laughs> if, I was, if I was the main event, there would have been ten thousand more people there, and everyone's like, they don't have the seats for that. Mm, I would have bought them seats. They could have sat just, on my face. I'm Tom Zink. But just talking to no one too, like. You could have talked to anyone in that locker room who'd have been like, in 1975, this is how much I made, and this is how hard the work was. Yeah. Now we do this, and we make this much money. And then Tom Zig was like, nah, not me. I'm Mr. Minnesota. That means I was the least drunk guy on that stage. Yeah. You know, I'm Mr. Minnesota. You know what that means? I can ice fish. I choose not to. That's how they compete for that. Um, what I also <laughs> like about this so much is that your point is that there are guys in that ring like Adrian Adonis, if you just think about Adrian, Adrian Adonis started wrestling in the 70s and it's like, Adrian, you got to be a tough guy. You know what that means? You wear black trunks and you punch people and then they bleed. Mm-hmm. And that's how you become a bad guy. And within a decade, Adrian, you got to be a bad guy. You know what that means? Time for you to dress up like Divine from a John Waters movie and talk about flowers. And it's like, wow, what a difference 10 years makes. <laughs> What do you think, what 80s character would they have given Tom Zink if he would have stayed in the WWF? Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> you think he would have been the Ultimate Warrior? He would have been the Ultimate Warrior, yes. All right. I no, like it. No, he would I, just I been the ultimate, I, he, the ultimate Warrior that's bored? Yeah, 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 yeah. And ble- and in this, and just, He's just walking to the ring reading a newspaper. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's the weirdest guy, Tom Zink, is because his favorite wrestler during his stint in WWF is the Dynamite Kid, who he oh, that, says that. misunderstood his pranks were all in good fun. <laughs> That's the most chilling state. I didn't know no. that. That's the most chilling thing I've ever heard. See that life. thing I learned about this guy, Paul Bernardo. Anyway, him and his wife were just a couple pranksters. There's nothing wrong there. I'm from By the Minnesota. way, going back to our earlier conversation for people that are watching at home, there's literally stains of coffee on the side of the cup from mm. me just putting coffee in this cup. How does that happen? <laughs> also, you got the uh, the uh, was that the marker on the nails there. Black, so I don't bite my nails, bro. It. Oh, really? 1996 yeah. punk is what I was going to say. Like, cool. John's I been am. watching Clueless, and he took all the parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been just watching the beginnings of all the NoFX music videos. <laughs> fat this Mike is absolute... even that fat. <laughs> oh, no, this was the other. Thing. This was Dynamite Kid. This was his quote about Dynamite Kid. Sorry. Uh, he liked Dynamite Kid. He loved him. And he was quote was, uh, Dynamite Kid was like Dennis the Menace. And I do want to see a Dennis the Menace where it gets fucking real. In this Dennis the Menace, he breaks a guy's legs. Welcome to Dennis the Menace. If Dennis the Menace was made in the new metal era, it would have been inspired that by that. would have been fucking yeah, like, sick. Oh my god, every episode would just be him yelling a whore at a woman. <laughs> in this Dennis the Menace, he fucks his fucking mom. <laughs> oh my god, that show sounds awesome. Dennis the Menace, menace fucks Euro. his fucking mom and takes a shit in his dad's ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What? In his ass. Shit. In his dad's he takes ass. A shit in his dad's ass. Yeah. 
shoves a funnel in his ass and he shits into his I, ass. I, I cannot wait for the reviews to hit the the iTunes um the iTunes review board for this episode. I was looking up a nice episode about Tom Zink and these two ne'er-do-wells are talking about pooping in their father's butts. <laughs> there was a review that where they bleeped out the word cum which was pretty good. I know that's the exact rule I, I think about it a lot, <laughs> by the way. And I dare I say this semen. I've showed that to people and it, the the question I've gotten every time is what were you talking about? And then I have to be like, I don't know, probably just saying <laughs> any one of Dylan. many things. Yeah, I was just talking. I was just doing my podcast. I didn't realize that <laughs> I, my, I'm friends with Joseph McCarthy. Uh, okay, sorry. I was just talking to my friend innocently about Tom yeah. Link, and then we talked about... I was just expressing mom. my First Amendment right because I'm not a goddamn part of this woke culture war. Here's uh, the First this Amendment. This show should be on you get compound to talk about media. You your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should, be on, should be on compound <laughs> media. We should make up, just take, we should just say a word and then media. And that means, uh oh, don't listen to this. Yeah, actually, that's very, any, if it's a, if you, if your media company's uh, name is a verb, you're in trouble. Yeah. Distillery media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splash media. Ooh, splash media. There's for sure a splash media. I want to see what it is. But we got to talk about this before we go to a break because then we got to talk about WCW. And then, you know what? That is the literal end of his career. I know. Tom Sink. And I'm happy about it. He's also a guy that only could have existed. Like a guy like this is one of those dudes who goes in the WWF or WWE uh, developmental system and then. He's like Lars Sullivan, not Lars Sullivan explicitly, because yeah, yeah. he's Sullivan like Lars. Has... He's like he's like Lars Sullivan in all ways. I got news <laughs> for you. Tom Zink is the Lars Sullivan of the eighties. Like he absolutely is. Vince McMahon's like, get me that muscly man, and then everyone's like, no, 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 and Vince's like, yeah, 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 and then Tom Zink does something weird that like if anyone else did, they didn't fire him, but that makes Vince McMahon so angry. Like I guarantee. Tom Zink was just like wandering around to female WWF employees and was like, I have to pee. Do you want to hold my penis? And they were like, no. And ha, 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 ha. And then Tom Zink was like, hey, why is my contract different than my tag team party? You get the fuck out. You get the fuck out. <laughs> just shoots his legs. <laughs> I know yeah. a hit foot. I know a hit foot. I can. Taste. Yeah, Vince, Vince, Vince McMahon then recreates that scene in Goodfellas with Spider, just like, yeah, dance, dance. Yeah. <laughs> so basically off and on until um, 1990, 88 and 89, Tom Zink, of course, goes to the AWA. And I will say this, there's a direct correlation between how good a professional wrestler you were in the 80s and when you were in the AWA. If you were That's in at the amazing end, amazing point. uh-oh, you yeah, weren't yeah. doing so well. Like, like, for example, um, Tom Zink wrestled for the AWA in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Zink comes in the AWA in 1989 when they pay you in just Minnesota money, which is yeah, for example, just the end of beers. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, it's just a bunch of uh, maps to places that you could find food scraps. Um, <laughs> Here's your payment. These are the following fast food places with deals on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's check day. You know what that means? It's just a list of fast food places where the lock doesn't always stick in the back and some applications <laughs> for a Wendy's. Uh, on, May 8, on May 1st, 1988, this is on the Wikipedia, and I want to find this. He took place in the 
Battle of Breakfast Cereal, which should have been called the Cereal Bowl, a show recorded for sure. For breakfast, breakfast cereal. Only Vern Gagne Kellogg. would miss out that on that pun. Yeah, absolutely. Only Vern Gagne. That was pitched him, and I guarantee he was like, "That's wordplay. That is like lying, and that is a woman's game." And they were like, "What? Yeah, we do not play. We word business here. There'll be word business." Battle yeah. of Breakfast Cereal. Hear that? If you Did say, not roll off for the tongue. Hurt to yeah, yeah. say. My jaw yeah. is in pain. I I like a I like a word with a lot of unnecessary glottal stops. <laughs> Battle of Breakfast Cereal. It takes you a week to yeah. say it. Why don't we call it the Battle and War of Gentlemen who do not eat breakfast cereal because it's not good for a balanced diet you should skip breakfast and then later have a nice t-bone steak but you can't fight over steak it's too delicious so we'll fight over the food of children like my son greg breakfast cereal i don't know i think that i would watch a pay-per-view if the end of it was the bat a fight for steak where it's just two men just only punching do you know steak I'm gonna say this. Based Arn Anderson, way, every, every no, single no every single match is Arn Anderson, Stan Hansen. There's no one else allowed to fight. Yeah, and they, and they both it. tie, and they both get the stake. Yeah, they both tie, and then they just immediately start drinking from wine that no one knew, <laughs> no one can explain how it got in the ring. Yeah, how exactly. Men get wine. We put it in our boots. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let me just say. Oh, I had such a good point. Oh, it's fucking God. Da- is oh. it gone? The way the way boxing is going, uh, we are two years away from there being a boxing match over whoever gets the stake. Like it'll be, like be it'll be that. It, oh, that guy's dead. But do you remember that like that pitchman Billy Mays with like the sh- like the sh- like the sprayed on black beard? Okay, no, it, it would have been that guy versus Logan Paul for a, a Kobe beef steak. I let's see Billy Mays. Oh, there's Billy Mays. Billy Mays is terrifying looking. Yeah, you but you remember this guy, right? Yeah, he was the all guys you look at infomercials. Guy. Ooh, OxyClean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just wanted to see if it was a couple of years earlier, we would have got Logan Paul versus the ShamWow guy, and the ShamWow guy would have fucking killed would've, him in the ring. The Sham the ShamWow guy would have apps. The ShamWow guy, I'm gonna say ShamWow. Right nothing takes away the pain, no matter yeah. how much pain. Nothing takes Sham- it away. ShamWow. <laughs> Sham- Sham, wow, when you get arrested for biting a woman's face, what you do is claim she was a <laughs> prostitute and that she, uh, that she, what was it? What it was when he was arrested? It was like, fellas, I punched her in the face because she bit me. And, and the poli- <laughs> even the police were like, no, you, no, get in the car. Like, it's just yeah. like, no, sham, wow guy. It's so funny to be like, don't worry. I think I'm a silly enough guy. I'll probably get away with this domestic violence. I didn't. I'm the modern day Dennis the Menace. Tom Zink said, all right, we're going to stop now. We're going to have to talk about WCW because those five years are, you guessed it, the end of his fucking wrestling career. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. Like, uh, and much like Billy Mays, died. Died. We're going to stop now because I don't have Zoom Premium. We'll be back right now after debris. I'm broken and going through a divorce. I'm a daddy now. Please donate to Patreon for Christ's fucking sakes. Give us some fucking money, you fucks. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Patreon.com backslash. I think it'll just still come in as one file with just a break in it. And we're back. Whoa. Take a shit. Fuck it. Oh, did you not know that I'm in my toilet? I'm doing this whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should do a, a Zoom where we're just both shitting.
Whatever oh happens, God. happens in this Zoom, and that is not hey, sexual. Yeah, but, that is then that's digested. the Randy Orb. That's the Randy Orb uh, Orton episode. Is we already did the Randy Orton to- episode. No, but we're doing we're doing Randy Orton. We'll do it again. Randy, we're doing Randy Orton the opinions. <laughs> we'll do Randy Orton the fake biography. We'll just make up Randy Orton's actual biography, and then he beat up his dad and got to fuck his mom, and that's how Randy Orton created Bray Wyatt. Right. Yeah, Randy Orton was born because he went travel back in time and fucked his own man, mom and then shit in his dad's cast. Yeah. yeah, he did Back to the Future, but he fucked his mom immediately. There was no like, <laughs> that's my mom, gross. He was like, all right, I guess I'm fucking my mom. Yeah, uh, yeah, a cunt's a cunt. Randy Orton was heard to say every time he woke up or saw a woman. <laughs> or no, I, I he didn't fuck his mom. He just gets sucked off by his mom, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I still get born, but I get sucked off. So yeah. who's the real winner here, Randy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy made throat babies with his mom. Who's fucking? <laughs> I RKO'd in her fucking throat, bro. I use that all the time. Yeah, that's something I, mean, I say any- to my wife. I hate the people behind Cultaholic because anytime I hear Randy Orton, all I think of is their stupid Randall Keith. Randall, Randall Keith, Randall Keith, Rand- <laughs> fucking. I well, hate it is so, so funny that his name is either the, his Rand- finishing move is the Randy Knockout or his finishing move is Randall Kenneth Orton. He is Keith Orton, I think. Randall Keith Orton. Let's look it up. You read WCW. Do you remember how uh, Tom Zink got into WCW? Yeah, yeah. He was just hanging out by a flying J truck stop. And Bill Watts was just like, hey, you seem like someone I could beat up. And Tom Zink was like, do you have 80 bucks and know where I could have sex with a woman? And Bill Watts <laughs> was like, I know where you can do both of those things. Uh, they got into a car and both of them refused to drive uh, because they both sat in the back seat and just yelled alpha at each other until they risked starvation. <laughs> Yeah, this is the fun thing about uh, Tom Zink is that basically in WCW, how they did it was they were driving around a money truck and they were going, do you want some free money? And then Tom Zink was like, I'll have some free money. And then he got into, he was brought in as the Z-Man. Yeah. And you better fucking believe he knew karate. He was now, of course he did. Uh, and which WCW president brought him in? Everybody's favorite punching bag, Jim yeah. Hurd. Let me tell you who could make probably a million dollars doing a shoot interview. If Jim Hurd is still alive, if he appears, I am I am sure Conrad Thompson has hired a squadron of private investigators Dude. to track down this guy. Here's the best one is that I don't know if anyone here knows the podcast The Doughboys, but they just talk about fast food. And Jim Hurd would be way more accepting if Conrad Thompson just was like, all right, paid the Doughboys to do an interview with Jim Hurd just about what Pizza Hut's marketing strategies were in the mid-80s. And then Conrad Thompson just showed up, locked the door, and was like... Why did you give the Z-Man the television title over Arn Anderson? It made everyone upset. And Jim Hurd was like, look at him. He's gorgeous. He's yeah. like a big pizza. Here's this is what this is the thing. <laughs> just like a double decker, beautiful pizza. But the idea that Jim Hurd just tried uh, the ding dongs, a bell is round. Like a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that he says everything everything slowly and everyone knows that what the end is going to be. See, yeah. Ric Flair, you cut your hair because no one wants hair on their pizza. <laughs> Jim Cornette, he's a fan of Wendy's. I'm not a fan of Wendy's. Would you like to know why? 
no pizza. <laughs> I really would like that Jim Hurd. I want to sit on those meetings where it's like Jim Hurd and Ole Anderson. Just the rare meeting where everyone's wrong, where Jim Hurd is like, <laughs> okay, how about this? How about the Z-Man teaming with Flying Brian? Because they both look like they'd have a pizza on a Saturday night, and Ole Anderson's like, "No, because when do we, we get, have when pizza do we on yell at Friday nights, Jim? <laughs> Pizza's an Italian food. The Italians smell like dog shit. We're never having pizza." <laughs> he just stands up. Pizza's an abomination to white America. That's screaming it in his face. Although it is sick that Ole Anderson slept with one of the Turner executives. Just fucking. <laughs> screaming the n-word and she's like well i do declare <laughs> is that true did he sleep with one of the turner executives yeah bischoff talked about it on his podcast when it first started where it was like guaranteed he was like conrad thompson went to bischoff was like all right you're gonna have to say something about someone and he's like i'll just talk about how old he's fucked one of, one of the executives that's why. That's how he kept his job. Where he was like, "All right, Holy Anderson, uh, Bill Watts said something about Hank Aaron. Holy Anderson keeps up showing up to his house and just spitting on the mat." And uh, yeah. she was like, "Yeah, but he's look at him. He's so handsome." Yeah, but he's so gruff. Who wears? He wears suspenders that are the same color as his shirt. So he just <laughs> looks like he hasn't thought about it at all. <laughs> he, he puts his suspenders directly on his underwear so his underwear doesn't fall down because he refuses to buy varying sizes of it. Now that's yeah. a man. There's Ollie Anderson right there. He just tried to beat up a Cadillac because it quote unquote works for Germany. <laughs> But uh, uh, the Z-Man comes in. Just go over it. Yeah, his WCW career is a big time, big old time for old Tommy. Um, He does a bunch of stupid bad stuff, like Mm -hmm. just following orders and was pushed by Jim Hurd. This got him a lot of heat because everyone else hated Jim Hurd. So if anyone was liked by Jim Hurd, they were just like, well, he's got to be bad. And in this case, they were 100% right. Tom Zink sucks. Tom Zink is just like, to me, it's like, if you're going to be a guy who complains about money, if you're going to be this guy who's super extra, you have to be a prodigy level level talent. Like, Bill Goldberg can complain about all this shit because he can draw money. The Ultimate Warrior can complain about this yeah, shit because he right. can draw money. You're not like the guy who's in a three-way I, dance for the world's TV title being like, why the fuck don't I make as much as Sting? Which is who Tom Zink was. I related very much to disliking Tom Zink because of the way that the world is right now and the way that our actual, our other job is being stand-up comedians. And mm-hmm. there is a bunch of people in stand-up comedy that are like Tom Zink that say stupid stuff. And then when you try and explain to them how the world works... They will then argue with you and then they will try and be like, no, here's how I know it's like that. I was talking to a guy who makes the donuts down at a Winchell's Donuts and he knows a lot about show business. And then you want to take a frying pan and cave their heads in. Like it's literally (laughs) the most frustrating experience. Like I guarantee Tom Zink, his way of asking a favor, a favor is like, hey man, um, it's me, Tom Zink. Can you do me a favor? And you're like, all right, Tom, you're my friend. He's like, yeah. Uh, I need you to just make me lunch. And he's like, what? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a club sandwich. And you're like, just go to a restaurant. He's like, no, you do it. Yeah. And like, hey, can you hold my coat? I don't want to put it on that chair. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, I hate you. I want to beat you up. WCW, who is his, who is his friend in WCW? His friend in WCW was... 
Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit. So so far, he's like the uh, dynamite kid in Chris all, Benoit. Dude. This absolutely well because he was mostly working Twitter. in Japan. Uh, Tom Zink was because if you look at it, he goes to yeah, WWF. He's a handsome boy. Yeah. That Mrs. Baba loved because Mrs. Baba, like if you look at, there's like two types of Americans they had, which were basically the Americans that draw for all Japan that giant Baba liked, which were basically just brutish monsters that the Japanese people could be like, ah, that makes sense. These people dropped a nuclear bomb on our country. They must be monsters. And then the other ones were the, the hot boys for giant oh, Baba's yeah. wife, which were like Johnny fucking ace and stupid Tom Zink. Well, I like the uh, all right. So Tom Zink, hot T Johnny Ace. No, like I don't get J Johnny Ace to Tom Zink is like I don't know. Yeah, but you're not looking at Johnny Ace's fucking eyes, bro. John Johnny Ace's eyes. <laughs> you know what they they That's like you, you. What you I love are yeah. gonna fucking squirt. You're gonna squirt from fingering. <laughs> Please tell me that they do that on dates. <laughs> you're gonna squirt. You're gonna squirt from fingering. Doing this too. Gagoosh. I, I am. I am back on the dating scene. Gagoosh. My dating Gagoosh. Gagoosh. <laughs> my dating apps. All, my dating app profiles are graphic and goal oriented. Just this. You will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Fuck me you. giving the finger. And the caption says both of these in your cooter. <laughs> First of all, I don't take shit and I don't take shit. What that means is you can't yell at me and I have never taken a dump in my life ever. Yeah, you can write I, that down. I hold it in. And then once a month, I, I sit in a sauna for 24 hours and I think <laughs> that does something. <laughs> I eat bread all day because I do not want to shit. Um, yeah. Once so, a year, I will go into the woods and take a big, bready, carby shit, and then I'll tell people it was a bear coming out of hibernation. <laughs> now, here's the thing to remember about Tom Zink, is he was somehow in the WWF for so long. WCW, WCW for WCW. five years. Sorry, because this five, is what happens. Years. Jim Hurd loves him, and then, him. obviously, uh, Jim Hurd leaves. Ole Anderson comes in. They put uh, Tom Zink with Brian Pillman, and people often talk about Brian Pillman in this way, but this is the era where Ole Anderson job out Tom Zink and Brian Pillman every single week because he's trying to get them to quit, but they don't care because they're making... Tom Zink was making $144,000 a year in WCW. I it was more than that. I thought it was... 3000 a week. He, okay, yeah. He was making... And bear in mind, he was making more than the Midnight Express, which was Great. probably the worst thing that ever happened to Tom Zink because everyone hated him. That's true. That. Yeah. No, it's true. You can uh, he his problem was that he was a great advocate for himself. Yeah, and he yeah, rubbed and everyone the, the wrong way, and uh, he pissed a lot of people off when he like. Then obviously after Ole Anderson, Dusty Rhodes gets the book. Dusty Rhodes pushes Dustin Rhodes. Tom Zink fucking hates Dustin Rhodes, and it's the one not the one time, but it's one of the odd times in wrestling history where it's like he pushes his son, and it turns out his son's just very good at wrestling. Yeah, everyone. You know what I mean. Like yeah. it's Dustin Rhodes at the end of the day, pretty much is Barry Windham, but good. It's just it was a different era, so he never got the title because his dad would just come out and be like, "I'm gonna do a promo, baby, because you cannot be on your own." You know what I mean? Where it's like, "I'm gonna remind everyone I'm much better than you twice a month, baby." He was like, "Yes, Dad, you gonna come to my soccer games?" No, I will not. I love Cody. Mm -mm. Yeah. How about your wrestling name is? I love Cody Moore Rhodes. 
Yeah, the thing you gotta remember, baby, the thing about me, baby, is that uh, that uh, that that uh, I only have one son, and then I have a friend. <laughs> I got one son and acquaintance, baby. You ain't my son. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing, yeah, uh, and you gotta read the Bible, baby. You are the Tom Vink of my fucking uh, balls. Cody is the Brian Dillon. <laughs> I do now that I'm thinking about this. Dad, does- stop relating everything to that tag team. <laughs> I do like that Dusty Rhodes basically was like, "Oh, here's how you be a good father: post a divorce, you don't take um your feelings towards your ex-wife out on your son." He's like, "But what if I did? What if I fucking did, baby? I hate that woman and I hate that boy. I'll get it tattooed on my chest." Yeah. So anyway, how often yeah. do you th- do you th- like? Do you think Dusty Rhodes, when he looked at his old, oldest son, Dustin, was just like, I want to buy a therapist a pool, but I want to do it in an indirect way? <laughs> I think that Dusty Rhodes, when he saw his son, Dustin, sorry, I don't know when he broke up with that woman. I'd be very interested to find out. Dustin's mom. Oh, I know. I know the story, actually. Ooh. Um, he she, ate her? Uh, so Dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw her as a giant cheeseburger, and he ate her. Yeah, yeah. you ever heard that like urban myth of the uh, the the woman who has a pet snake, and the snake stops eating and starts sleeping lengthwise next to her in the bed, and then she mm-hmm. takes it to the vet because the snake's not eating, and the veterinarian destroys the snake because the snake's going to eat that person. That's mm-hmm. what happened with Dusty Rhodes and his first wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Dusty Rhodes died. Yeah, he was like, to Dusty eat stopped his- eating. He's going to eat you next, and she was like, "That's ridiculous," and he's like, "We have yeah. to kill him." Yeah, we have to kill him. He just keeps ranting about Enzo Amore and how good your flesh will be. Um, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, by the way, I'm this this was my joke of how his first marriage uh, ended. Okay. Was, uh, uh, she, he said, ah, baby, I'm going to make you a grilled cheese sandwich, baby. And she ate the grilled cheese and was like, Ric Flair's grilled cheese be- uh, sandwich is slightly better. And Dusty Rhodes never spoke to that woman again. He burned the house <laughs> down that very day. Like that very, he just went, Understood, and then just covered the entire house in gasoline, burned it down, and made it. Dustin and his mother walk. This is what happens when you think <laughs> better than, than me. Tom Zink gets injured, comes back. He feuds from the world TV title with Arn Anderson, which must have made Jim Cornette want to fucking kill himself. Actually, Cornette's pretty balanced about Tom Zink, to be fair, and I think that's because yeah, Tom, Tom Zink well, Tom, rage Tom Zink quit is- wrestling, which is something Jim Cornette appreciates. It's also, I think that he, it, Jim Cornette's weird in that his rage is always logical. The logic doesn't always make sense, but you're like, oh, I, there's a straight line to it. And his problem with Tom Zink was Jim Hurd paid that guy too much money. I don't like that. So he's like, I'll direct that at Tom, Jim Hurd. That's not Tom Zink's fault. Um, Tom Zink just basically like floats around WCW He's in, like, he loses to the debuting Ravishing Rick Rude when Rick Rude was the WCW Phantom in one of the weirdest angles ever. Um, he um, Just like, unnecessary. Would, it's so weird. Although Just have Rick so- Rude come out instead of it, like, this guy's going to be the Phantom of the Opera. Also, I want to uh, fuck now. Like, it's not yeah. like... Yeah. It's not like you you're know, debuting The Undertaker by being, like, mysterious. It's like, no, look, I'm you know the what- Phantom. You know what turns women's vaginas into puddles? The idea of a horrifying-looking organist. Um, <laughs> and then Tom Zink team very briefly with Ricky Steamboat as Dos Hombre, 
where he was subbing in for Shane Douglas and was announced as Shane Douglas. Also, according to Wikipedia, I'm going to say this about Tom Zink's Wikipedia. It is the best Wikipedia for any wrestler because it literally paints this guy perfectly, which was he's a bit of a loser and he got what he deserved. Fuck you. By the way, Tom Zink died at a I did too much mo- more too much cocaine age of 59. Mm-hmm. If you die in your 50s of any heart disease, you were doing blow, which is why Dylan will be dead by 55. Well, this is the other thing is like stay single just is code for like Tom Zick yeah. reminds me of have you seen oh my god the Ewan McGregor um season of Fargo? No. There's a uh, Ewan McGregor plays both parts. He plays two brothers and there's one where it's just this like sad guy doing blow who like hooked up with this really young girl and so the uh, Dylan like this really young girl who's like your brother's out to get you and he just that's what tom zig reminds me of but literally one of the first guys wait who was the the other brother who was the other brother in that fargo the ewan mcgregor no that's what i'm saying they both ewan mcgregor played both brothers no but what what was the other brother like just doing slightly better but in minnesota so it's like i got a i got a nice buick there no i think we we might be both the crack brother because neither one of us are doing well in minnesota um because Minnesota is, is just Canada but America, and that's the worst thing you could imagine. Hey, all these bullies have guns and way <laughs> more confidence. Oh, you want to die no. in the cold? Uh, hey. hey, bud, wa- welcome to Minnesota. People think we're progressive just because we vote reared, but really that's just because we don't believe in paradigms. Who wants <laughs> to go to my body farm? It's my basement. So... I guess Tom Zink's real. All right, so Tom Zink, uh, by 1984 in WCW, is pretty much a job guy. He leaves WCW, goes to All Japan, does a couple years of tours, and then stops wrestling. By the year 2000, he's completely out of wrestling. And Tom Zink's real legacy within professional wrestling, I will say, is this. The tell-all shoot interview where you just yell because no one is listening. Tom Zink did a bunch of these in the year 2000 when I was like in just blossoming as a incel wrestling nerd and they were insane it was just him being like hey now your fucking son dresses up like a girl dusty Rhodes, you fat piece of shit and here's it's another so thing good. about bill watts so, you're a cock it's you know so fucking good because it's also he has three enemies two and you're like dusty Rhodes, the booker fuck that guy yeah bill watts the corporate executive Fuck that guy. Rick Martell, a guy I know for two years, he's the worst of them all. And you're yeah. just like, and it's so good. And then my personal favorite, you got to listen to, it's like a, it's one of those, it's like clearly an early wrestling podcast. And it's, the host has done enough research and clearly likes Tom Zink and is trying to be on his side. So Tom Zink is telling the story of his career, but all he's basically doing is being like, and then... They said I could not win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship because I had not worked there in two and a half years. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me three reasons Sting better than me. Oh, he can talk? Oh, people care about him? Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, sure. Sting, uh, Sting is a recognizable talent all over the world. Is probably, is arguably one of the better wrestlers out there if he actually decides to do it. But is his name catchy? <laughs> he had to change his name. His name is actually Sting. My name's actually Tom Zink. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God made me cool. God's who named me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but I think that's his real legacy, essentially. I'm going to say that's the best thing about Tom. You know what the, actually the best thing about Tom Zink is? And one of the funniest he died. things. Because he, he died. That's, <laughs> that's, I, I, that's, by the way, 
that's my best of. This is the first time in the history of the podcast where I haven't thought up what my best of was when you ask. I had it ready to go coming in. Here's what it is. He's dead now. That's good. My best of is his drop kick. His drop kick was great. And also, if someone is like a really good wrestler, not really good, but like if someone's one of their signatures is a good drop kick, they're weird. Hardcore Holly, Tom Zank, AJ Styles. That's an amazingly great, great drop kick. Hardcore that's Holly so- and Tom Zink, they're like, that's the best thing about them very clearly in the ring is that they have crisp, great drop kicks. And Hardcore oh Holly must have been pissed. He's trying to figure out a way to do a drop kick where he never land on his back because someone might fucking pin him. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore Holly was trying to figure out how he could do a drop kick that would let everyone know that he knows the world here is flat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fucking land on my feet because it's all flat. Yeah. Here's how you know. Okay, so trainees here at the uh, Performance Center. We're going to work on drop kicks today. Thing to keep in your mind. 9-11 was an inside job. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about that for 10 minutes and then get to the actual wrestling part, but mostly that. What's the worst thing about Tom Zink? uh, He was one of the financial backers of the movie Loose Change. No, um, (laughs) his attitude. He was just an annoying guy. He he comes across as you're just like, enough. Tom. Enough of this, Tommy. Hmm. Enough of this, bud. And he's he like, may have I'm... left half a million dollars on the table just because he was annoying. Because he clearly punched his card as soon as the first wrestling boom stopped. Like 1994, the first wrestling boom's over. If this guy is just nice to people and does indies until like 1998, then he probably gets to go to WCW again as like one of the filthy animals or something weird. Yeah, yeah. Like Vince Russo brings him in to beat Ric Flair twice. You know what I mean? He's like, bro, your son's also the Z man. And because you had sex with a mosquito that had the Zika virus. No, for real, though. Like maybe all these shooter debuts. Yeah. He's like, all right, you're going to feud with Rick Martel because you did a shoot interview that was good Uh, on pedo.com that Rob Feinstein is (laughs) fine. Rob Feinstein's website, pedo.com. Did he actually have that website? Rob Feinstein? Sure. Great. I believe you. Dylan got, it's our first uh, episode with a visual element or element. I love it. I, great. And it shows our two places in life. I'm broadcasting from this uh, this weird green void, and mm-hmm. you're broadcasting from uh, your men's rights course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the words on here were not good. Had to scrub it with bleach. Let me say this. Is there is something very alarming about just seeing a guy wearing a toque near a whiteboard? Like, you're just like, <laughs> this ain't good. No, it's so you can do this. And that's how the Zionists. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to see us record an episode of The Rest Review, you can join our Patreon. Anyone above the $10 tier gets to see us. The um, video, is that's how you get the video. The audio is, of course, always free. Uh, Dylan. Um, you're not doing anything else but the wrestler review and, of course, raising um, awareness uh, about the Zionists. Yeah, yeah, and awareness. About, you're also raising a child who will one day replace us on the wrestler review because one day we will... <laughs> if I do a good job, then no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I that's the goal. I'm. I unfortunately I messed up my first marriage because I said to my wife, I said, um, we're going to need to I need to put my seed in you so I can create a new host for the wrestler review. <laughs> and then there was a my wife shaped hole in the wall. And I went, hmm, lesson learned. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a real Looney Tunes situation. But I think the main thing we should leave you guys with is, if anyone listens to this part far into podcasts, I sure as fuck don't. I stop as soon as the plugs start. Anyway, um, we are going to have t-shirts for sale now. Um, oh, yeah. They are priced to pretty much us break even. Uh, it'll be on Redbubble. We- we are really sorry they are what they are. We we just wanted to put them out, but we also <laughs> They're like didn't 25 want to start bucks. T- and then yeah, also which- there's not just t-shirts. Since it's Redbubble, you can get a shower curtain with Barry Darso on it. I made sure of that. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I did not know about that. And there's she's buying <laughs> shower curtains. There's mug. There's oh. a mug that just says Lariat on it. Uh there's Mean Gene Okerland instead of Darso on our logo. And then of course the classic Darso look. If you guys want any of that, go to our I'll post the link. Uh, on our Twitter, and I'll post it on does it, at Wrestler Review. I'll post it on. Uh, it'll be a link on our Instagram, but Instagram's not as good for that. I'll put it on Facebook. Those are the and three I, websites in the world. I didn't know about the shower curtain, and I need a new shower curtain. And I'm so happy that I officially will <laughs> you know, no longer be getting horrible. Hello, hello, new woman in my life. Would you like to take a shower with me? Oh, who's this? Well, it's a beloved broadcaster of 90s wrestling that me and my bald friend pretend are a serial killer for up to a (laughs) thousand people a week. What's that? Go fuck myself. (laughs) Uh, Also, let's just say this. First of all, it's over a thousand. Okay? (laughs) QAnon started with more than this. Or less. Anyway, uh, mostly I want to also say uh, every single item is available as a miniskirt. So don't worry, guys. Yeah, you can finally because now that upskirts are are there female incels? There will be now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna make a very off-color upskirt joke, which I will do now. Now that upskirts have been outlawed, thanks very much, President Obama. There you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, in my world, President Obama is still the president. That's right. Ooh. Have you seen that new conspiracy theory? By the way, and I can't stress this enough. Now that Trump is no longer president. Checking out crazy conspiracy theories is back to being so fun because it's like it's niche again. And one of them is that um, Joe Biden has so much dementia that uh, Michelle Obama is secretly the president. And their evidence is you don't see her that much anymore. I like it. I like the part where it's just like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's the president. Nope. That is Hillary Clinton in a man mask and body. Fuck you. So. So Thank good. you very much for listening, guys. Uh, this is our first on Zoom, and uh, I can't edit us out talking over us each other. So it'll be a lot clunkier than usual. I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. The end.